This is Tennessee Talks with United States Congressman Tim Burchett. Hello, I'm Congressman Tim Burchett, and welcome back to another episode of Tennessee Talks. Today, I'm joined by my good friend and fellow baseball player, Texas Congressman August Pfluger, who represents the 11th District of Texas. Congressman Pfluger served for 20 years as a decorated fighter pilot in the Air Force and reached the rank of Colonel. It's pretty badass, brother. Thank you. And he still is a Colonel in the Air Force Reserve. He's earned a bachelor's degree in political science, which is worthless up here. There is no science to it. True. A master's degree in aeronautical science, a master's degree in military and operations science, and of course the buzzer's going off to annoy me. Just ignore that. And a master's degree in international business and policy. August currently serves on the Energy and Commerce Committee. That's an A committee, isn't it? Pretty much. It's a good committee. It's a good committee as well as the House Homeland Security Committee. Another good one. As well it should be. Uh, August, I want to thank you all so much for joining me. And um, back in March, I mean, I do appreciate your, your baseball skills. you got wicked skills, too. You know, he's on third base, and I'm on first base. Of course, I'm third string. He's whatever string he wants to be. And he can rifle the ball to me. And you're also a pitcher, correct? You, you saved our, our deal last year, so another plus. Thank you. Um, Back in March, the Energy and Commerce Committee had the CEO of TikTok testify about TikTok security practices. And what was the goal, basically, of that hearing, August? Tim, it was a couple of things. I'm having to stand sit up straight because you're 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 a tall dude. I'll uh, I'll try to to scooch down a little uh, bit. Not a slouch. It. Uh, no, you're good, bro. Look, uh, it's important that we had this. I got kids. You got kids. We want to make sure they're safe. And also on social media, the other issue is with China. And the Chinese Communist Party is tightly tied to TikTok. And so if they want to get a message out, and this was a question I asked the CEO, they can do that. And they could undermine the United States, our security, our social, uh, the social fabric and our values. All of that is possible. And that's why we had this. And I'm glad you said that because I felt like during COVID, one of the things, positives, if there was a positive, parents started looking over their kids' shoulders and what the heck they were doing on those phones and what they were doing on the computer. And um, uh, and that's why they started going to school board meetings. And unfortunately, our Justice Department laid them, labeled them as domestic terrorists, but that's another issue. But on this issue with TikTok, I mean, that gummit, man, it, they, um, the Chinese, and that's all they do. They play that game and they, they market to our kids and all they're doing is collecting data. And, um, and they influence our children. And I, I, one day we'll find the studies out, I'm sure, that, that they, um, they had a great influence on the mental health of the kids in our country. And that That's scares the daylights out. I mean, I'm tell, correct me if I'm wrong, but TikTok over in China is an educational tool, but yet over here it is run through their, um, their military industrial complex, their whole, their whole communist think tank thing, correct? Pretty yeah, much. it's called... De- Daojin, I think, is the pronunciation of it. It's a completely different method. They censor everything. They don't let freedom of speech happen. They use it for whatever message they want to get out. So what makes us think that they wouldn't do the exact same thing with the, the, the other worldwide version, TikTok? Well, and I know you got on the, um, uh, the TikTok CEO about um, censoring my buddy Enos Cantor, mm-hmm. freedom. And um, 
who's he has over three hundred and sixty thousand followers on TikTok. What happened? Um, listen, Tim, and I'm glad to know y'all are friends. Uh, for he follows me on Twitter. He th- he's, this he's, is he's, a real hero. He, here. He, the guy comes here. And um, every time he comes to Capitol, he always comes by and gives me a high five. Of course, you're, I have to reach. You're a freedom-loving American, a Tennessean. That's what Ennis Cantor Freedom is. If you don't know who he is, he's a Turkish-born basketball player. He literally changed his name, his last name, to Freedom because he loves this country. So here's what I asked him. I said, tell me about the video that you just posted recently on TikTok that exposed the Chinese Communist Party and the atrocities the genocide, the things that they're doing to their own population. He was immediately taken off. You know what the scary thing is? When I asked the CEO about this, within 60 seconds, this was live during the hearing, within 60 seconds, his account was reinstated <laughs> on TikTok. This was during the hearing. That's how closely they were monitoring yeah, this. Those are, those guys are dirtbags. Man, I'm glad you busted them. I'm so sick of that stuff. I. That guy's a really a cool guy, he and is. I like him. He's fighting for freedom. He really is, and he, um, you know, and you got these these basketball players, these spoiled brats, they won't stand for the national anthem, which is another story in my, for me too. But they um, they talk about being oppressed, and then and then they they literally and figuratively play ball with the communist Chinese, and they they wear their clothes, they do their thing. And then, and then they do not back an American standing up for what this country is, is built on. And to me, that is just, I mean, it, it's almost treason. And it, and it is just totally disgusting. And I wish, I wish we'd get we, we, more Americans would pay attention to what the heck was going on. And brother, I appreciate you busting them on that because that, that just turns my stomach. Um, you also, and we both talked about the Chinese Communist Party manipulating data. And um, talk a little bit to us about that. What the heck are they doing? The, the thing that I was worried about, why I asked the CEO, is it possible for the CCP to manipulate things? Is Because look at our energy. Look at the assault we have from our own government using this you know, false narrative uh, that the climate is uh, going to be, uh, that our world's going to be gone tomorrow, when in fact we're actually doing a pretty good job uh, of, of taking care of our planet. Um, and so I'm worried about the Chinese Communist Party coming in. Well, they're not following any of the rules. They're you know, not they, following they, any of the rules, and they would they would rather undermine our national security, build their own coal plants while while uh, telling us that we can't produce hydrocarbons and oil and gas that my district produces. Uh, and and it's that's and correct just, me if I'm wrong, but their coal fired the plants are like 1950s technology. They are biological. Exactly they're they're right. environmental nightmares. They are, and and they're. We're we're lobbying our country to shut our coal and everything down, yep. and then um, uh, and the, the wind doesn't always blow and the sun's not always shining, and that technology is These not there. Renewables are not reliable, so why wouldn't the Chinese Communist Party use a platform like TikTok to tell the American people? That these things are bad, and then you know, hope that America shuts down those things, which undermines our own security, sure. and you don't have electricity. Right. Turns out, yeah, that's a that's a heck of a note. Well, there's no private companies that operate in China, and we know that, and they're all under the Chinese Communist Party's thumb. How does that play into the security risks that TikTok poses to Americans? Again, we know that there's close coordination. The CEO told us that they share general counsel with the Chinese company. We know that Chinese Communist Party members serve on those boards and are part of the companies. He told us that. And so you know that they're closely tied 
which means that whatever they want to do, however they want to undermine us, whatever ways they want to weaken us, they're going to do. And that's why we had this hearing. Okay. You know, I got a, a wonderful little girl. I know you, you, um, you have some kids as well. How many kids you got? Three daughters, 15, 12, and 8. The Lord's getting even with you, isn't he? <laughs> they're great girls. Yeah. I thought boys would be the way to go, you know, because you just, at marriage time, you just run everybody through the, the, the buffet line at the Sizzler, you know, for the rehearsal dinner. But, you know, I'm, th I'm going to be down for the big, big I'll, event. I'll, I'll take girl. some advice at that point. Yeah, well, I'm out, <laughs> man. I'm, I've got the little girl, and I'll be throwing the, the, the deal down for her. But, um, you know, as a parent, what are your concerns about this app that has its effect on these kids? I think they, the emotional and psychological, yeah. and just they're almost like they're programming our kids. It, it's not just this app. It's, it's all the social media apps. You know, what are they telling our young kids to think about themselves, their self-image? How are they having access to things like fentanyl, which we've seen on, on a variety of apps? It, it's an epidemic. You know, kids are glued to their phone. They need to get outside and play. They need mom and dad to help uh, guide them. And, and in our family, we have limits on the time that you can look at that and the types of things you can look at. And so I'm, I'm concerned about all of it. Um, and this gets to the heart of the problem in our country whether it's crime or whether it's um, you know any of the other woke issues that we see, where is the family? With the family, with the guidance, a lot of these issues have been solved. I agree with you, brother. I'm glad you said that. Um, this is the part of the show that I hate the most and my guests love. They get to ask me a question, but of course, if I don't like the question, I just edit it out and this part never even appears. So. If you've got anything, you can ask me anything you want, well, brother. It's all you, fair. Your district's lucky to have you. Um, I got two questions for you. All right. Um, w when you make sweet tea, do you make it with the sugar before you boil the tea, or do you do you add sugar later? And the second question is, why'd you run for Congress? The uh, probably easier to tell you why I ran for Congress, but but sweet tea is um, you know it's you go to these. I went to the Capitol Hill Club when I first got up here, right? You know and that for everybody that's the Republican Club and where we go to hang out and you. You're not supposed to raise money over here in the in your offices. So you go over there if there's if you have a political event or anything. So you go over to Capitol Hill Club and they've got a little restaurant, as I like to say, it, it's overpriced, but the food's mediocre. So mm -hmm. you know it yeah, evens both, out. Both of those things. Yeah. And uh, and I said I'm not going to. They said I said can you bring me some sweet tea? And the guy said sure. And they brought me a glass of tea, and then the, the the sugar on the side. And I said this ain't sweet tea. And I said look, I said I'm not being a jerk, but I. I drink sweet tea, that's what I drink. They're extra lemon, and I said, you know, this is kind of a deal breaker. And from there on out, bang, they bring me sweet tea. That's pretty good. And so then, you mix it in when you make it. That, that, that's, mix it in with, that, that, that's the way, that's the only way, because it all, you end up with a bunch of sugar down at the bottom, and it never, it never, you got to warm it, and then it just doesn't work. Okay, it just, just doesn't work. How Tennessee likes to make their tea. Yeah, that's how they like to make it, but we don't always get it that way. But, um, why did I run for Congress? Well, I ran for office. I was um, just ticked off. Um, I had a, a, I ran for the state house real quick. I had a million dollar business and it was very successful. Employed a lot of people and we took care of a lot of folks. And um, it was in the composting mulch business. I got accused of taking toxic waste falsely. I ended up losing the business. On the day I lost the business, the EPA came in and cleared me 
and um, uh, they cl claimed there was uh, bacteria and of course you know anything about science you know a little bit the human body has a quarter pound of bacteria in it and bacteria is, is necessary in digestion if the earth didn't have bacteria it'd just be a big cube everybody just push everything off the edge and just square off I guess I don't know but anyway so I lost everything and then um, I decided I had to make that decision in my life whether I'm going to sit on a bar stool and be a drunk and be bitter so I don't drink, so that was kind of out of the question. So I decided to run for office, ran for over, knocked on over 6,000 doors for state house, um, got bit by two dogs, lost 30 pounds, and um, we won by about one, two percent, it was the big upset, 99 house races that year. Wow. And I was the only person to beat an incumbent in the primary, and it was a big deal. And then I ran for the Senate, um, four years later, state Senate, was there 12 years, and then County mayor for eight years and then ran for Congress. Um, so I've always kind of, I'm a flagrant fence swinger and I always, um, um, you know, my, my thing is the little guy, the guy that gets mm -hmm. run over by the system because I was run over by the system and all my political friends ran for cover. People I'd grown up with, their families, they all, whew, you yeah, know. Your district's lucky to have your, but, well, and now, you know, but, fighting for them. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. That's always been my thing, and it's my daddy's thing. But, but anyway, something that's bigger than that to me is the fact that you served our country. I can't tell you how much I'm in awe of you and your ability. And uh, you know, daddy fought in the Pacific. Mama flew an airplane during the Second World War, and I and I know you're a pilot, and I think that's just total badass. And you're you're a very decent guy too, um, and and that goes on top of all that. And you're. You're a heck of a baseball player, but you're a much better congressman. Nice. So Thank you, Tim. I look for you being on a on a bigger ballot one day, and I'm going to say, "Hey, I know that guy," and you'll go, "Hey, there's old what's his name out there." Come on, yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, go get my car for me, would you? Go, oh yeah, sure. Well, can I put some yard signs up for you too? <laughs> no, but anyway, um, thank you for being on here, brother. Um, I've got some notes here. I'm supposed to read. I think, um, yeah, there they are, and. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm Congressman Tim Birch. I'm supposed to give the, the, the closing, yeah. as we call it. That's what we call it in, in this big world that we're in. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for another another episode of Tennessee Talks. Been with my buddy August Flager um, from Texas. It's been a pleasure having him here, and we hope to see you all in the next episode. Thank you all for joining us. As always, thank you all for sending me here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tennessee Talks. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Keep up with Congressman Burchett by following Rep. Tim Burchett on Twitter and Instagram and Congressman Tim Burchett on Facebook and YouTube.